On today's show, we recap the Leafs' loss to the Kings and whether or not this is a game to be worried about. And was four games enough for Bruins' Charlie McAvoy? We'll get into all that and more on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. What's going on, Dave? Leafs 4-1 loss to the... LA Kings in what was an absolute snooze fest. Just one of the one of the worst Leaf games I've seen in a long while. Yeah, it truly has been. It's like they're due for one of those every once in a while. Just yeah. one of those. And it's always at home. It's always at home for some reason. So, like, it's funny because my, my brother was at the game. He sent the picture. And I said, is that the reason why they're losing? He's like, no. Like, well, if fair. you were there, they would rally back went to overtime. Yeah, if I was there, it would have been an overtime. It's probably still be there right now if you were there. But probably, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it just wasn't a good game overall. Like, I, I don't know, the, the the ice was bad right from the get go. It was just sloppy. People were falling all, falling all over the place. It was very disjointed. I thought. Um, like they couldn't complete a pass. Their special teams were a mess. You know, the puck took a couple of bounces on them. No energy, no moving their feet, really. Just not a good game all around from uh, from Toronto. That said, like, I think you got to give some credit to the LA Kings who played a pretty good game. Like, they were suffocating. And Toronto wasn't ready to fight through that. They weren't ready to, you know, play and, and combat the speed of the LA Kings. And they got exposed tonight. That's that's what happens. You're not willing to adjust and play the way that you, you need to against an opponent like that. Um, that's that's going to happen. Now, again, these games are going to happen every now and then. And coming off a long road trip, um, you know, it's it's more likely to happen. Um, but either way, just still not not a, a good night for Toronto overall. No, like every time Toronto got the puck, there was a Kings player right on top of them. Yeah. Just when they thought they had open space. Nope. Kings did a good job boxing out. It was just effort. Really? Like, yes, the Leafs did not execute a lot but the king's effort from start to finish was apparent they were you know anytime they could get open an open chance they were right there the leafs just looked disinterested yeah yeah very disinterested disjointed whatever word you want to use and this always happens in toronto too like i've spoken to, to to players you know former players and nhlers and like they do get a little more of a pep in their step when they come to toronto because they typically have a lot of friends and family in attendance, right? And they want to play a little bit better for them. Quentin Byfield was one of the best players in tonight's game. You know, it was reported that he had like 50 friends and family in attendance tonight, including his dad, who somehow got tickets up into the Leafs alumni box. 
Not sure why they allowed that to happen, but anyways, it did. Uh, hopefully, there was no cheering in the press box or in the the alumni box uh, when it came to to him getting a couple of points. But you know, him, Trevor Moore had a couple of good opportunities as well. You know, had a nice assist. You know, tonight. So it just seems like teams always bring a little bit extra when they play Toronto. So when you got a team who's bringing extra. Like taking on the Leaf squad, who just you know playing very lackadaisical and really asleep at the wheel for for fifty five of the sixty minutes of this game, that's kind of what you're gonna get. Like that's the the type of performance. I don't know what's up with Mitch Marner though, Dave, because this is this, this is another night where he just has been invisible and inexistent, and it's now been pretty well the whole month of October. Where you know he's been, you know the fourth, fifth, sixth best player on the Leafs. Where typically he's up there as a one A one B to Austin Matthews. Yeah, you know if you want to figure out why the Leafs are struggling, and you talk about the five on five numbers in the last episode, this is supposed to be your points guy. This is the guy that's supposed to be your offensive creator. Get guys going. Get Austin Matthews going a little bit here. He's not doing that. Like there was one play in this game where I think the Leafs won the faceoff. He gets the puck, goes out to the slot, and he loses the puck, falls down. Kings are uh, got a you know a, they're threatening the other way on odd man rush. Yeah, like where's where is the conviction with the puck for Mitch Marner? Where's the confidence to make plays that only Mitch Marner can make? That's the word. That's the word. It's the word is confidence and it's not there right now for whatever reason. And look, he's notoriously a slow starter. Like I think Dave Poulin was pointing it out. We've talked about this before on the show as well, whereas October numbers haven't always been great. And it typically, you know, once the calendar flips to November, he starts to turn it on. Um, and, and hopefully that is the case and he can leave this October sadness in October and start getting it going, you know, Tuesday night or Thursday night in Boston. But um, yeah, not, not a great night from, uh, from Mitch Martin, really not a good night from, from anybody. I am curious though, to get your thoughts on Joe Wall's game tonight. Um, you know, came in uh, allowed what, 21 or allowed four goals on 25 shots um, ended up uh, giving up four goals tonight. The most that he's given up all season long. Uh, what'd you make of Joe wall? And, do you think that he deserves another start in Boston or is it going to go right back to Sammy? Well, I mean, if you're, and I, I really got annoyed with some of the comments on like the prior shows where they figure we thought the Leafs were going to be able to win with this type of performance each and every game. We did say that Joe Wall can't do this forever. Like the first goal of the game was not his fault. Literally not his fault. He was preparing for a, a weak backhander on that only for it to go off Giordano's stick and into the top corner. Like, yeah. just you could not have pictured a flukier goal to happen. Congrats to the Kings player who scored his first NHL goal. He'll remember Andreas that. England. Of course, you know, 89 games into his career through the course of six seasons, multiple teams, and it's against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He scores his first goal because, well, that's hockey, and that's just how things work here in Toronto. Yeah. So, like, was was he was he was uh, Joe, you know, Joseph Wall, you know, crisp with his play? No. Was the the reason we least lost his fault? No. Do I think he deserves the next start? I mean, I think you get. I think they're probably going to go through rotation here. I think you're going to give Samsov the next game, and 
see who whichever of the two is better and you give them the Saturday night game. Yeah, the only thing I would say is like you're going into Boston and like Joe Wall has ties there, right? Went to Boston College. He'll have friends and family who might want to come and see the game. Uh, but again, you know, like I don't know, Sheldon Keefe, that's, that's a decision. Who gives him the best chance to win? Is it going to be Joseph Wall? Is it going to be Ilya Samsonov? Right? You can't just sit there and say, well, you know, Joe's got friends coming to the game, so we're going to go with Joe. Like, no, you got to pick who you believe will give you the best chance to win. Um, and obviously, we don't know the answer to that. It could be Wall, like he's been the better goaltender, you know, this season. And again, it's not like tonight was all on Joe Wall. Even I think the fourth goal was just like kind of a fluky goal, goes off the back of the boards and it bounces to Kopitar, just kind of pokes it through the crease. And lo and behold, you got a Kempe waiting back door for an easy tap in. It's like just a couple of fluky things. This was Halloween night. There was a bunch of weird stuff happening on that ice surface tonight. Um, I will be curious to see how, how it goes. I, if it wasn't Boston, I think I'd agree with you, and I would probably roll with Samsonov. But because it is Boston, there's some ties there. With I, I think it's possible we see Joe Wall get another game, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do go to Samsonov. But this just goes to show, like, we – we were pumping the brakes a little bit. Like, I know that there was a lot of the comments, a lot of the tweets out there, Leafs Nation, Joel Wall's the starter. He's the guy. He's the better goalie. It's There's no controversy. It's 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 a, it's settled. And we were pumping the brakes. Like, well, let's let's wait a second. We've, we've been here before. Remember Jack Campbell? He looked pretty good for a couple of months before absolutely nosediving. Let's give him some more games before we really anoint this guy, the starter, and, uh, you know, take – Samsonov out of the equation. Um, he could bear Samsonov was good last year and could very well get back to being that guy. And maybe they could both be good together. Maybe they could both be great together. Um, but this reasons, you know, nights like tonight are, are why it's like, okay, he's not, maybe he's not carry price. Not that carry price never gave up four goals, but you know, these nights are going to happen. Um, and you know, we'll see what ends up happening going forward. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break here, Dave. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get to the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, we'll also give our thoughts on the Charlie McAvoy suspension that came down yesterday. Uh, nasty hit on OEL the other night in the Bruins-Panthers game. We'll tell you how many games he got and if we think it was enough. I will right, get to all that and more. But first, Dave, tell the good folks about one of today's show sponsors. Yep. Today's show is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Mash assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employees find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to appear to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S. Indeed data. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor posts, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away 
Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. So visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. That is Indeed.com slash locked on. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with my co-host Dave Morissuti. We're reacting to a Leafs 4-1 loss to the LA Kings. And uh, for the everydayers out there, we appreciate you checking back in for today's show. If you're new to the podcast, you're just stumbling upon us now. We appreciate you for checking us out as well. Just know that we do have new content coming out each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. We can, you can find our uh, podcast wherever you find your audio pods, and uh, you can also catch the video format of this show up on YouTube. Search Locked On Leaves. Hit subscribe. Also hit the little notification bell so you know exactly when new episodes are dropping. And hey, if you enjoy it, leave a like, leave us a comment down below. Let us know your thoughts on tonight's game. How did you think the Maple Leafs fared? How should the goaltending situation uh, go down this weekend? Should it be Wall in Boston or should they roll back with Samsonov? Curious to get your thoughts on it, Leafs Nation. Um, so those who do, you know, check in on a daily basis with the Lockdown Leafs podcast. We'll know that after every loss, we do the good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's get right to it, Dave. We've talked a lot of smack so far about tonight. What was what was something that was good at the very least? Well, I mean, it almost didn't happen, but William Nylander did get a point. Some are calling it a petty or a pity point from the NHL. <laughs> Uh, but he does now have phantom assist, a phantom assist. Well, apparently it was like he, he like a part of the shot went off his stick and then Marner took it. Dude, since when does, since when does that count as a point? I don't know. Never. I, like I, I thought you had to establish possession. Unless it's, it's a goal. You basically have to like have possession or redirect a puck. Like, I, I I think you're right. This is one where it was just kind of it was in Toronto, and the you know the scorekeepers up there were like, yeah, it touched him. It, 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 him. it, it, it might pass the, the litmus, the smell test a little bit here, but yeah. Um, yeah. So he well, gets the I, point. He gets the point. Sets the new franchise record: nine straight games with a point to begin the season. Yeah, you know who's probably upset, who could potentially be upset about that? Frank Mahovlich, Landon McDonald, and John Anderson, who are now second on the least all-time list. Yeah, I what losers. Losers, second place. Ah. I think they'll be okay with it. I think so. Uh, so, yeah, nice little uh, moment there for Nylander. Other than that, really couldn't find much good in this game. Not really. No. I did think Nylander, though, like he stood out a couple of times. He did make a couple of plays, um, you know, to to set up some guys or get off a couple of shots himself. You know, some real nice, um, you know, stick work. Uh, He made that one move to get around Mikey Anderson and make a good, you know, opportunity in tight. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, not not much else from a whole lot of people. I think I saw the Leafs had total three high danger chances. According to uh, um, Sport Logic, so yeah, not not the best, as Louis Deming would say. I'll say this though, I'll say this. You let me know how, where are you on this one. I liked what Max Domi was doing at the end there. 
I like yeah. it. The penalty he took, and then even at the end of the game when he took the second one. Like both of those penalties, I thought was was Max Domi. I mean the 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 one at the end there where he's just kind of slashing and doing whatever to uh was it Fiala the one on the end the last one there it was Fiala or Moore one of those two yeah I think it was Fiala yeah it was um like that one the game was a little bit out of reach at that point it was already 4-1 it was it was over but still I like the fact that he had a little he had energy he had passion and he knew he was trying to give his team a spark if not for this game then to set a tone for the next game right so I think that uh, I, I liked what was going on with the Max Domi, um, but little, little too late, I suppose. But also credit to LA for knowing, like the first time around, um, for knowing, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna fight you. Like, <laughs> sure, grab my collar, I don't care. I'm not gonna fight you, and you know, allow the Leafs to to get some energy in the building and come back and maybe like, good for LA for not baiting. Um, but I, I do like Max Domi at least knowing, hey, I got to do something here. Uh, you know, the puck's not working for me tonight. Maybe my fists can can do something, but uh, LA wasn't having it, unfortunately. Uh, bad. What was bad tonight for you, Dave? Um, I think like Sheldon Keefe, everything, not, yeah. I mean, well, everything, but like Sheldon Keefe just not able to get these guys going. Like, you're back from a road trip, yeah. It was well, so so it is an interesting conversation. Like, do you think that's on the coach or the person or, or, or the players? Well, the players have to come out and play, but the coach also needs to hit push the right buttons in a lot of ways, right? He starts putting lines in a blender, but it's like to what end, right? At some point, Neilander's playing with Matthews and Marner. Then you got Nyes playing on the fourth line. It's just like what what what's the plan here? And and like this isn't the first time that something like this has happened. As a coach, you have to find a way to game plan and get into these guys' heads that look, we don't get off to a good start here, we're done. Like this game is gonna be over quicker than it begins. And that's what happened in this game. The Leafs were shell shocked right off the beginning. And like, yeah, you can put a lot of that on the players. I'm not giving the players a pass, I'm not putting this all on Sheldon Keith. But it's happening way too often for the Sheldon Keith Leafs for this to happen. Yeah. It, it, well, it was a thing earlier in the year. And then the last, this road trip, they started to actually play some games. And I think mm -hmm. there were like four of the last five games on that road trip, they had scored the, the opening goal. Um, but then tonight, obviously, they give up the first goal. Then they're down two nothing, three nothing, and then the game is pretty much out of reach at uh, at that point. They scored one late, but then quick response back for for LA. Um, yeah, like obviously there's some fault there for the coach. Certainly, you come off a road trip, you got to find a way. Okay, how can I get these guys motivated? How can I get them going? And when it takes until the midway mark of the third period for that team to finally get going. Yes, there's very clearly, you know, a message that isn't getting through there, I, apparently. Uh, I, I, again, I'm not in the room, though. Like, maybe Sheldon is doing all he can. He is saying those things, and it's going in one ear and out the other the players. And if that's the case, if the message is stale, um, I don't know. That's that's uh, something that's got to get fixed. He's got to figure out a way to get the message through on nights like that. But this could have just been an off night. Like they have been playing better as of late. I think we can all acknowledge. Um, but you come home off a, a long road trip. It's, as Jeff O'Neill alluded to many times throughout the broadcast, 
that's a, a tough road trip. And sometimes your first night back is just kind of a fog. And before you know it, the game's out of hand and there's nothing you could do. You find a little bit of wind in the third period, but often it's too little too late. And that's kind of what happened uh, tonight. Um, for me, like at the special teams was, was not good. Also first few power plays were, were just brutal. Like they, they, they couldn't get anything going. They couldn't get set up anytime they broke the puck in. It was getting, you know, the play was getting sent back the other way and, you know, they were falling everywhere. A couple of times they almost gave up some short-handed opportunities. It, it just, nothing was working. And then they eventually made the switch. Sheldon Keith did make a change. Uh, going from Klingberg, put Morgan Riley back up on the top unit and did result in a goal. So, you know, maybe we'll see Morgan Riley continue with the top unit or maybe it was just a one-game thing. Uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on as, as uh, you know, the season goes along, obviously. Will they stick to Klingberg or can they get Riley back up there? But, uh, yeah, outside of that, oof, tough, tough power plays. And then even the penalty kill. They gave up another penalty, uh, a power play goal tonight. But like the final couple of penalties that they were trying to kill off, I felt they weren't moving their feet. They were just they they gave so much time and space to LA, and it's not even perimeter. Like they were working themselves in towards the goal and inside. Like it it wasn't even um, you know just keeping everything to the outside. It was giving up some decent chances on the power play. They, they ended up with eight high danger chances on the power play tonight. Uh, the LA Kings did so. Yeah, just not just overall, you know, bad at five on five, bad on special teams, just not a good night for the Maple Leafs. No, not not good at all. And yeah, probably like the ugly for me in this game was just the new the newcomers, other than Domi, nobody was really doing anything, right? Like well, Domi you know, didn't really do anything until the last well, five minutes either. And what like, he did was take penalties, but yeah. Like this is again. This is where I had my issues with Sheldon Keith. He hasn't found ways to get these guys to be contributors. These guys weren't brought in to be, you know, measly. Just you know, throw them out there and get some shifts out of them. These guys were supposed to be contributors. Well, helping who? like Bertuzzi, Domi, Klingberg. Yeah, like Ryan Reeves. This guy can't play eighty-two games. Like if he plays eighty-two games, this is going to be a problem. Mm. Right. Where have you heard that take before, Dave? Oh, I know. I, I said that he, this guy can't be in the line of 82 games. The, like That fourth line has nothing going for them. Dude, it was abysmal tonight. Abysmal. They had an expected goals of zero. Zero expected goals, goals for, and like it was just disgusting. Uh, what was going on? They were on the ice for a goal against like my ugly was the fourth line. So like, I'm ready to roll if, if that's what we're going to talk about, because I think there needs to be some change here. Um, you know, Ryan Reeves, what, what did he contribute tonight? Exactly. Like no. besides that Halloween video that he put out for everybody this morning to have a good laugh at, what did he contribute to on the ice? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Eight minutes and seven seconds. Laid just two hits, neither of which being thundering or noteworthy at any point. On the ice for a goal against, generated zero scoring chances in the eight minutes he was out there. Zero scoring chances. I mean, there wasn't anything happening. They spent a lot of their time in their own end chasing around the puck. Um, and, and like... A game like tonight when you're down 2 nothing, 3 nothing early, and a game where you're coming back from a road trip and you notice that the team is out of it, you're getting booed off the ice at the end of the second period 
you would think that is the time for Ryan Reeves to do something to generate, you know, get the boys going, whether it's going out there and throwing a big hit or going out there and forcing someone to drop the gloves. Like that's what you brought Ryan Reeves in to do, to be the energy guy. So when you're down and you're in a game like this and he's not doing that and he's giving up a goal, what the hell is this guy doing in the lineup? Legitimately. Why is he in the lineup on a night like tonight if he's not willing to do anything or do the things that he's brought in here to do? Is he being thrown onto the ice, you know, try to hit, lay a hit on one of the Kings' top guys, get them under their skin? Not doing that right. either. Force force the Kings to come at you by going out and laying a hit. Like, that's what you need to do, right? Like, there, it, it was very clear when, Max, when Domi's challenging two different guys to fights and neither were willing to do anything, it was very clear at that point that L.A. was not looking to get into any fisticuffs. But if you go and you lay a, a questionable hit or you hit one of their stars, now they're forced to respond. And now that's how you get that fight. But he wasn't willing to do anything. Like, you, you notice there was, like, one clip that I saw. It, uh, there was one part where, like, Austin Matthews skating without the puck. And he guys gets drilled in the middle of the middle of the zone. No puck. And it made it look incidental, right? Made it look a little accidental. Like a, like a seamless non you know, looking to hit him. He was just like collided. But I know what these guys try to do. This is how you get under the star skin. Oh, oh whoops, my bad. Ozzy Kopitar, I just kind of put my foot under Domi's skate and he fell. Ooh, he must be terrible at skating. Like these are little things these guys do to poke the bear, to get under your skin. And at least had no pushback. There was literally no pushback. And that I thought guys were brought in. That's not to this team. And I guess the mucus was dry because there was zero snot. Yeah, which is... And I apologize for the visual. I also don't apologize for the visual. Blame Scratch <laughs> Living for that. Yeah, yeah. No, not uh, not a good guy. Not a good night. Uh, quite the ugly performance from a lot of different... Um, a lot of different people. Like, real, just the compete level overall was, was very subpar and poor. Um, team was just very disjointed. Weren't completing passes. Weren't winning puck battles. Couldn't stay on their feet. Uh, like the LA was just on top of them and they weren't willing to do anything to, to get around it and weren't able to generate any scoring chances. And, you know, they allowed a lot on them, right? Joe wall had was busy. He allowed four goals, but you know, he had a couple of decent saves as well. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you're going to have one of those games every now and then, right? Just can't have them pile up game after game. So they're going to have to come back and uh, play a lot better against the Boston Bruins to allow us to forget about this performance against L.A. Speaking of the Boston Bruins, Dave, uh, let's take a break because there was some big news in Bruins land, which will impact the game Thursday night when the Leafs head over there. Um, we'll tell you about that on the other side. Uh, but first, I got something to tell you guys. We got uh, uh, our friends of the show over at Sleeper. Want you to know that a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Matthews could score 50 goals. The Leafs could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like 
Matthews or Nylander, McDavid, Crosby, whoever will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game. So, for example, you're looking at a Nylander riding a nine-game point streak. If his assist mark or his points mark is at half a point, uh, there's a good chance he could stretch that thing to 10 because he's been scoring in every single game. You can make that one of your selections over on Sleeper because to win a 100 times your bet, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight different player stats. You heard me, Lee fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy sleeper, uh, fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morisuti. We can put this game behind us. Dave, we'll, we'll put this behind us. It's over. It was bad. It was not good. One of the worst regular season performances out of the Leafs that we've seen in a while. Kind of, this is this is what we in the biz like to call a Jalen Hurts game, right? You take a deuce, you flush it, you move on. I think the Maple Leafs will do that uh, and move on to Boston. Speaking of Boston, some very important news came down that will have some impact in this game. Charlie McAvoy will not be able to play in that game. He's been suspended four games for his hit on Oliver Ekman Larson in the Panthers and Bruins game the other night. We're showing you the hit here up on YouTube if you're watching. Boom, right there you see uh, Charlie McAvoy get up on OEL, hits him high, and uh, he ends up with a four-game suspension. Um, Dave, what were your thoughts on that hit? Was it did, did the Department of Player Safety get it right? Did they... Um, did they give him too much? Did they give him too less? What was your thoughts on the verdict? Well, you always have, because the issue is, is that too many times they put the slow motion of the hit and say, and make it, sometimes it makes it worse than it is, but real time and slow motion. I hated the hit that much more watching both side by side because one, OEL is un unsuspecting of the hit. He doesn't know a guy's coming to clock him in the head. So he can't protect himself. And you see his reaction to the play. Luckily, he was conscious. I know he had to go to the room. But luckily, it could have been a lot worse. But what I hated the most about it was it was a few seconds after he passed the puck. There yeah. is no reason for this hit to happen. So four games, I think, was had to have been the minimum. Because sometimes they throw out two games, and it's just like two games. Like yeah, OEL o- no. could have a concussion and be out longer than that, right? For a, for a blindside hit, these are the hits the NHL needs to get out of the game. Yeah, we 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 could take this uh, take the yeah, video we'll take down the- now, but um, yeah, Char- Charlie McAvoy. Like I I I actually think that it probably should have been more. Um, I, I personally believe so. Like that was so blatantly predatory. He charges in multiple steps, just. Literally eyeing this guy, just blinders on, and he's staring directly at him the whole time. The puck is nowhere near him. It was late. It was east-west, direct to the head. He moved his elbow up and shoulder up to make sure he made contact up high. What do you think is going to happen when you do that? 
Um, and I think he had time to bail out on that hit. There was absolutely no reason to follow through on that hit when you look at where the puck was. Um, so I think that that was like one of the one of the more egregious hits that we've seen. Um, it, it's something that was completely like sometimes you're right. The game is too fast and some of these hits happen and it's like, ah, well, you know, sometimes you don't have enough time to adjust and move your body and contort your body to avoid it. This is not one of those cases. This was very avoidable, and McAvoy made the clear decision, nope, I'm making this hit, uh, whether I need to or not. And for that reason, I think there should have been more than four games. I mean, I I, I, I am not surprised that it was only four because I think if you go any more than that, then you have to get an independent arbitrator to get into it, like up to like six games. So maybe that's the reason why they only gave him four. But, man, I don't know. I would have liked to see maybe six or seven for a hit like that. I, I don't think he is a repeat offender, which probably helped him in this case um, to, to only get the four games, but not a good hit, man. Not a well, good that's hit. The, and that's the thing here, right, is does he have a record? Does he have – you know, this is what always goes into decisions with these – what does the CBA kind of dictate this type of hit lead to what type of suspension, right? Is it in history, as I said, comes into play? How What happened to the player too kind of also plays a factor as well. So like four, like if, if he got less than four games, I would have said the end like there are, I don't know what they're thinking from the, uh, from that standpoint, but, yeah, four games was had to have been the minimum. I could have, yeah, as you said, I heard some people say could have been at least six games. You have to send a message. Four games says send a message, but at times of play like this, you got to really send a message considering the the way the hit went about. Yeah, well, you know, if if the hockey gods want to send a message to Boston and make them go zero and four in these four games without McAvoy, I think maybe that would uh, that would then you know be be worthy. And then it's like, yeah, Charlie, you can't be missing games like that, pal. And uh, obviously, Toronto is is taking on Boston in one of those games as well. So that would inherently give Toronto uh, two points when they go into Boston. Um, but yeah, so that's that. That was uh, one of the big newsy items around the league today. And uh, one other thing, quickly, it sounds like the Flames hitting the pause button on contract negotiations with uh, Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin. Um, what I like about this is maybe the Leafs could get back into the Noah Hannafin sweepstakes. We've seen Brad Trilliving trade for Hannafin once before. Perhaps he could do it again. And I think he's exactly what Toronto would welcome to this blue line. I think, and what I I know that Flames fans are probably peeved. They should be kind of happy that management's not just going to be like, "Yeah, we're going to throw contracts to these guys." There's clearly something not right going on with the Flames right now, and they gotta they gotta decide if this core is willing to be invested in, right? So, yeah. The other problem here too, though, is they they just pooched it so bad with Goudreau not coming back and then opting to to move out uh Kachuk they pooched it so bad over there yeah. and good talent know, there's a lot of good talent on that roster like and talent that I'm sure if they did decide to to rebuild tear it down do whatever that they probably could get some decent assets in return like you're gonna have to pay a pretty penny to get Lindholm and, and Hannafin right so 
it'll be interesting to see what what they end up doing. But I think they're what like two and five, two five and one. I think on the year to start. Um, no one is scoring for that team. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot for the Flames. Tough spot for them. Yeah. I think when, yeah, I think the Flames are in a tough spot. And I think, yeah, you know, you're going to see the Vultures starting to circle them. You know, well, I hope Brad is one of those Vultures. Well, you know, what you see, you up, what would you give up for Hannafin? Ooh, that's a tough one. I have to like look into what deals like that in the past have looked like. But if you're the Flames, you're going to need, they're going to ask for a, well, a minimum first round pick couple of prospects Keep in mind he's a pending ufa though like he he's he's gonna get a well what did what did horback get when the islanders made that trade they got the first first, a first round pick and like a, well bovillier was, like, bovillier was a cap dump yeah to make that but you're gonna need that and the, the leafs are gonna need someone to take salary maybe they can throw john klingberg the other way <laughs> maybe maybe they could they're gonna and have then, to like have a to prospect yeah, so it's like a first round pick, a B prospect, and then um, Vancouver had to take money on as well to get yeah. that. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they could get something done there, but uh, that that would be a name. Like if if the Flames are hitting pause and then things still go south, and they say, "All right, fire sale," I'd be calling on Hannafin. I'd be calling on Zadorov as well. Uh, One of those yeah. two would be nice to to bring Both into Toronto. Could be nice too. Both could be nice. Let's, let's right. get, yeah, let's go. Let's use a let's this blue line needs to be not it's not one hey, guy that's gonna fix all this. You, have you seen what Nick Robertson's doing down in the Marlies? Think he might be raising his stock a little bit, just a little that's bit. Right. I mean, I'm obviously I'm not saying that Nick Robertson's gonna get Hannafin one for one, but what I am saying is maybe there's some some interest around the league for a guy who's scoring goals at the rate he is, and for a team who's not scoring goals, he's only 21. I think that there could be some interest there if there's some plus 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 around that, you know, prospect pick, you know, that type of stuff. Um, it's it's it could happen, right? There it is. Klingberg, Nick Robertson, a first round pick for Hannafin. Flames fans are gonna get, get so mad hearing that. <laughs> 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 uh, well whatever is what it is uh I, I, we'll see what happens I, I i'm not expecting that to occur just uh would be would be fun all right man uh that'll do it for us here today on the podcast i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the locked on these podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily leafs content follow myself on x at mickey underscore canuck follow dave at d underscore more studio and follow the show as well at locked on leafs go ahead leave a like on this video if you enjoyed it comment down below your thoughts on tonight's game and uh we'll be back with another episode for y'all tomorrow but until then keep it locked right here on locked on leafs